0: Welcome to Talk Time, everyone. Today we have the amazing Raya, and we're going to be talking about relationships. What a topic, am I right? So before we dive right in, Raya, why don't you introduce yourself and what are you drinking today?
1: Hi, guys. I'm Raya, and today I'm drinking water (laughs) because it's really good (laughs) for you. (laughs) But yes, um, I'm not good with the introduction, but (laughs) <laughs> I guess I'm here <laughs> to talk about relationships with Amy. I knew her from high school. There you go. Yeah,
0: we went to high school together. Go Yeah. Go baby. Yeah. <laughs> so, first off, how has your experience been with relationships, specifically romantic relationships? Specifically what? Romantic relationships. Romantic
1: relationships. <laughs> <laughs> um, You know, so far they have been full of growth. And also epiphanies, <laughs> um, and a lot of uh, roller coaster like emotions.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. And how would you describe it in three words? If you only had three words to choose. Um,
1: okay. One would be growth for sure, um, two would be pain, and three would be. Um, understanding Mm.
0: Mm understanding i like those three words because i feel like (laughs) that's the perfect combination of any not even just romantic relationships but any type of relationship because Mm -hmm. you know you i grow people people change and sometimes um, a lot of people have told me like some people are here for a reason some people are here for a season and that kind of goes with like any type of relationship that you have and so going into a little bit more into relationships, especially in our digital age, do you think it's harder to maintain a relationship with so much digital shit around us? Because I was reading, while researching this a little bit, I was reading this study that found like 50% of Americans believe that their partner is almost always distracted by either their phone, tablet, whatever, especially when they're trying to have a conversation. So what are your thoughts about that? And did you ever experience that as well? Um, you know, I've been on both ends. I've been the partner that was distracted
1: and I've mm-hmm. also been the partner who sat on the other side while the significant other was distracted. Um, and so, yes, I do believe that, you know, with social media, it has distracted um, a little bit of our attention away from the person that we're with in the moment Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: uh i think it's you know it's nothing against social media but there's more than just distraction too you know comes with a lot of jealousy these days right Mm -hmm. somebody sees a Mm -hmm. like and it means something more than that right right. twitter you know they'll post something and then all all of a sudden they're kind of attaching themselves to that Mm -hmm. that sentence Mm -hmm. whether or not it's about them so yeah in, in a way it's definitely detrimental to relationships um, mm-hmm. When we don't use it right. So, mm-hmm. and it sucks, you know, when you're sitting with someone and you're talking to them and they're distracted and you can mm-hmm. see it, you know, and I've also yeah. done that too. And I wasn't aware of it until they brought it up. So sometimes right. we're just really right. not aware of it even happening because we're just so used to being on our phones, you know?
0: Right, right. And definitely like in that moment when you're the other person, like, so you're seeing them, you're trying to have a conversation, they're just like, mm-hmm. yeah, and you're like, yeah. Oh, what the fuck? Like, do you not see that your multitasking is not working? And it's just so upsetting, especially for a few times, not just like a romantic relationships, but with, like friendships too. I've had yeah. to have those conversations like, hey, if I'm trying to talk to you, I need you to put your phone away. Like, I need all ears on me. Because I feel like that kind of fosters better conversation as well. But then again, like, it is really hard. Like, sometimes you have an urgent text to you know attain to or whatever but how do you think people in relationships should really navigate that like to mitigate you know going on their phones while their partner is trying to have a conversation with them
1: Uh, i think that has a lot to do with you know actually wanting to spend some quality time well one the first thing being recognizing that that is an issue if it were and i think that we all have to remember um you know, we all have different love languages, but I think we do have the common love language of quality time. But we just mm-hmm. all look at it differently. Right. And I think when two people communicate that, hey, we're spending time together, do you think maybe we don't look at our phone? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times people think that saying that out loud just defeats the whole purpose. But I mean, we're all we're different, we all think differently. So someone mm-hmm. could really not realize it or want to make the effort or see the effort that needs to be made unless somebody Mm -hmm. says it out loud Mm -hmm. so I think Mm -hmm. just agreeing having a mutual understanding of hey if we're together and we're spending quality time like maybe we Mm -hmm. should just leave our phone in the purse or in the car you know Mm -hmm. um, because it does become a big distraction especially when it you can hear it vibrate or the snapchat sound right all of a sudden you're like looking even though you don't want to touch the phone your partner notices it yeah so I think that just having an open communication, just saying, hey, let's, quality time is quality time. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's the same thing with friends. I feel like I'm that friend that for a restaurant when, you know, life was normal and we could sit down (laughs) in a restaurant. uh, I'm always like, okay, let's all put the phone in the middle Mm -hmm. and whoever Mm -hmm. like grabs it first has to the around or I don't know take a oh, shot or something that's
0: great. so, we, like so that. yeah
1: and it always it always works out so much better when everyone's mm-hmm. phone's in the middle because we're interacting with each other
0: right so it right. goes
1: for more than just romantic relationships it's friendships
0: your family mm-hmm. um really anything that deserves your undivided attention right I definitely 100% agree and speaking of what you talked about like putting in the effort how have you dealt with or has it happened in um both friendships and romantic relationships when um <clears throat> that partner that friend isn't really pulling their weight into that relationship not putting in the effort like do you usually talk to them beat around the bush about the conversation or just <laughs> tell them directly i think that's oh. kind of something that i've struggled with too because Sometimes I feel like when I'm giving in any type of relationship, it's not reciprocated. And I definitely don't have to really navigate that and be like, hey, I feel like I'm giving like 80 and you're giving 20, you know?
1: Yeah. So I do believe there is such a thing as mismatched efforts. That's mm-hmm. what I like to call them. Um, I, th- I don't think it necessarily always has to be 50 50. I do believe like, at a certain length of a relationship, you know, depending on how you are together, really it's like relative, right, to a person. It's mm-hmm. to whoever it is and how they react. But um, I do think that sometimes you have to put in a little bit more, like you're pulling more weight than the other person because mm-hmm. you know they might be going through something a lot more difficult than you. Right, um, right. And as a partner, we want to do our best to like help them out. So we have to take mm-hmm. that extra 10% per se. But right. um, there's only so much that that should be happening though you have to notice the signs how often mm-hmm. is it happening one are they appreciating it or are they even just getting more stressed out right. um you know so that's that's one way i look at things is like it doesn't always have to be 50 50 um but there's just moderation to that 80 20 or whatever the case is mm-hmm. um i think a lot of times to friendship wise too you know really any relationships um one person might seem, feel like they're giving it their all, they're mm-hmm. trying, right? But their definition of trying could look different to the other person. Right.
0: right. So
1: that's where you kind of have to... Um, distinguish the difference like what is trying to this person and what is not because you mm-hmm. could feel like you're giving it 110% effort and mm-hmm. the other partner still like oh uh, I don't feel like you're trying hard enough or this mm-hmm. because we have a different definition and that goes way that goes all the way back to communication is right you know yeah. figuring out where you guys both stand as far as efforts mm-hmm. go um but I do think that it's never a clear amount of effort together you know sometimes it fluctuates um at a perfect timing yeah you know you will finally find that effort but mm-hmm. it, it's rocky it's not always like black and white when it comes mm-hmm. to that stuff you know I myself have been like on both ends too right from being the person that tries and being the person that doesn't um and that always comes down to Really, like, when you're fighting, that's when you see the efforts, right? Mm-hmm, so who's going to mm-hmm. actually, like, walk away? Who's going to stay? Mm-hmm. What does effort mean? Does walking away mean, like, they're not wanting to engage in a fight mm-hmm. that could right. potentially split you apart? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, there, there's a lot of things with the whole trying. You know, I learned recently that uh, my trying looked different from somebody else's trying. Mm-hmm, like, they mm-hmm. felt like they were trying, and I felt like they weren't. And right, I felt like right, I was crying, and right. they yeah. didn't feel like I was. Yeah. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it just doesn't match. And yeah, you know, you separate because of it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, so speaking of separation, how have you dealt with heartbreak and breakups? And what were some <laughs> of the signs that you knew? Or were there any signs like, oh, I feel like it might be time for us to like split? Um, you know, I did see signs,
1: um, but I, to be transparent, I was not the one to walk away. Uh, there was one time, but, um, I've only been in two serious relationships, Mm -hmm. so, uh, and the first one, you know, as great as it was, there were definitely signs, you know, especially dating at such a young age and being Mm -hmm. together for such a long time. um, You start to kind of just like ignore the signs because Mm -hmm. you're just so completely attached with the comfortability, you know, you already know the person and all that. And then, you know, the second one, it was short-lived but not not that it wasn't anything. Um, but I definitely didn't see the signs there in the beginning. I think that's when I wore like my love goggles, right? You're Just so yes. blinded. Mm-hmm. It's like you're ignoring it, even though deep down you feel it. Those are also signs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they may necessarily not look like anything, but they feel like something kind of signs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, dealing with heartbreak good <laughs> grief <laughs> but you know the first one I don't think I dealt with it all that well because it was something rather new and it was with someone who I was in the relationship with for a really long time I mean mm-hmm. six years is a long time yeah. and I, I think I just kind of was like whoa what do we do now like all I ever known was this yeah um and I was really sad for like a while like mm-hmm. <laughs> you know it sucked I was like damn like it makes you question y- you you know what yeah. did I do like why am I not good enough those kinds right. of things right um and I also went through this phase where I was just like no fucks get it yeah. like nothing yeah. Now you're just kind of like uh oh, I'm gonna just do my thing I don't yep. care I like start yeah. out mm-hmm. so that was like how I dealt with that heartbreak it was almost like this uh like, this, like, change. I wouldn't necessarily Mm -hmm. say growth in that, um, breakup. It was more change, because I, it was, like, I was entering a different cycle of my life,
0: right? right, Um,
1: and then the second one was definitely more about growth, um, like, looking myself in the mirror, um, seeing all the things that I were blinded to. I didn't see them, um, learning, mistakes, you know, and that heartbreak, (laughs) that's more fresh, (laughs) and dealing with that, uh whew, it's a, definitely a um energy consuming right, to say the right. least i'm sure on his end too um it was it was like a it was like we were stuck in this little wonderland mm-hmm. and we just every time we would try to get out like one of us would pull each other back in right right um right. so yeah <laughs> that one is definitely something i'm still trying to navigate with my mm-hmm. way through too you know but learned a lot
0: for sure (laughs) yeah definitely I think well I haven't been in any type of romantic relationship but even when you know you're just dating a guy for a little while and then either that person goes to you or it's kind of like a mutual thing like this isn't really going anywhere you still kind of have that internal battle with yourself where it's like yeah I want to be that person I don't care like it's their loss but then also you have the other side like why wasn't I good enough? Like why, what was wrong with me that I wasn't worth their time that they didn't want to put in to like grow this into whatever it could be. And it's, that's like such a hard thing to navigate. Cause even if you're not like with the person, you still spend time with that person and know, you talk on the phone, like whatever you share, a lot of intimate details. And it's so hard to like let go of that. And I feel like sometimes it's like, Navigating whether or not you actually like the person, or you just like the idea of them, or like their yeah. company, mm-hmm. and that's something that like, I've been trying to learn and try to you know um, filter out because sometimes you just don't know because it just like kind of goes together like, do I really miss this person, or is it just like <laughs> because I have no one else to talk to? I miss this yeah,
1: that's definitely um, that's that's normal. Uh, I think a lot of times too, uh. We get obsessed with that fantasy and the desire of um, an idea. really, mm-hmm. you fall in, you start falling in love with the potential instead of the actual person. And you know, I'm guilty of that. you know, yeah. I'm, I'm a sucker for words and charming people <laughs> can definitely get to your head. It's that right. easy. Um,
0: right. you know I lots agree. of
1: promises, lots of like futures, and then you get stuck on it. And so you know, I think as it's just a in human nature to start to freak out when things don't go the way you know they're planned it doesn't align with the idea that you created in your head mm-hmm. or maybe created together um and it, it just makes you spiral down because mm-hmm. you just are so stuck on it and that's i think what even creates that bigger heartbreak you know we create our own heartbreak through expectations yeah. really I so agree, i agree you know if we're always like, expecting it to be this outcome and when it's not we're like oh my god
0: um, what do no. i do right, yeah so right, exactly. And it's so hard because, like, you have all these expectations, and you think that person is definitely gonna meet them, and then when they don't, you're like, okay, how do I med- mediate this? Like, how can I fix this to where like this person, what we're doing, meets my expectations, and we can go to like to, to the next step? And I think the worst part, I mean, there's always like a bunch of memes on it, but like creating fake scenarios too, I think plays a big part, especially like when you're like, oh, I can like this person, I can see this going to like another level <laughs> in a relationship. And then you're like, oh damn, like why would I be such a dumb bitch right then? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's uh that's I mean,
1: we all do it. I don't know mm-hmm. like one sane person who doesn't because we're all just a little bit insane. Okay, we yeah. all do fantasize, we all have mm-hmm. this um perception of how things are and versus reality. And um you know, it's just, uh, yeah, it's just us. We're just very
0: creative human beings, apparently. <laughs> mm-hmm. I agree. So going back with, like, exes, do uh-huh. you think it's possible for exes to be friends?
1: Um, yeah, I do think it's possible. Um, So I think there's a lot of things that factor in the possibility, quote-unquote. You know, I don't think some people can handle being friends. And that's okay. It doesn't mean that there's anything wrong. Um, It's just that we're all different, you know, individual emotions. And I think it has to just be mutual um, understanding. Like I'm, I'm great friends with my first ex, you know, we still talk like here and there, you know, Mm -hmm. we have no bad blood. We, I don't hate him. He doesn't hate me. I don't have, you know, anything bad to say about him and vice versa. Um, You know, especially, having dated for such a long time and building this you know foundation of not only mm-hmm. just a relationship with him but as a friend you know mm-hmm. to, like mm-hmm. or family kind of thing like it just it, it definitely um you know helps that amount of time helps like create that friendship that could possibly bond you for ever even after you stop dating and i mm-hmm. think uh one of the um common like misconceptions about friendships and like exes is that people think that you know if you can be friends with your ex it means like you never love them or you're still mm-hmm. in love with them mm-hmm. which I just I don't think that's a I don't think it's just a black and white I think there's that gray area as far as friendship goes you know and I'm I'm really happy that I can have a relationship with someone who I had an intimate relationship with and right. just be civil we respect mm-hmm. each other, there's boundaries and you know, it's it's a friendship. You know, who who, who doesn't want any more friends? And yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, we could
0: all we could all use friends in our life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think in the beginning when I started dating and I was just having a conversation with my friends, um, I never believed that exes could be friends. I was like, I don't even think they should, because it's like like you said you have an intimate relationship with me. One party can either fall back in love with that person, you know, after being friends. Oh, okay. And kind of just like navigating that. Like, how would you even navigate? Like, yeah, we spent all this time together, but now, like, you know, you're going to come into my life just like a friend, as if kind of forgetting all that we built. But then I think as I grew a little bit older, I realized that. It's all a journey, it's kind of a process. Like if you're ready to be friends with your ex, you're you should definitely do it. But if you're not, if you think that yeah. you're probably gonna develop those feelings again, then maybe it's not the best idea. But you know, it's everything is just kind of an experience and you kind of learn from that. And maybe with your first ex you can't be friends, but maybe with your second one, you guys have like a mutual understanding, mutual falling out and then it was just a little bit easier to move on to the next step. Do you think you guys are better being friends than, than you were being in the actual relationship? Yeah,
1: yeah, no, I, I, um, i i think it's possible i think it is really just like creating that boundary too mm-hmm. and um and it doesn't always work out like for everybody and some people never get there ever and that's okay right. i think mm-hmm. it also has a lot to do with like emotional maturity on yep. both sides It can't just be coming from one end obviously um and just really truly being happy for someone you know like you know, I, I support whatever it is for him, and he does the same for me. We support each other because you you're supposed to love this person. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean you're in love with them, maybe, right. um, but right. it means that you care about them, and it's just a different kind of love that you share. Now, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. I think truly that is that's just like an anomaly. I don't think it's a common thing, people. Did, you know I've I mentioned to a couple of people I've dated um, that you know I'm friends with my ex and they're like what why and I yeah I had this yeah. one guy who was like I just don't need anyone who has no purpose in my life I was like oh, oh hold on that's okay. just like, I was like that's, okay. that's a lot <laughs> that's that's cold that's a lot. see and some people think that way and they're gonna always think that way mm-hmm. and um and that's sucks sometimes some people do want to be friends, um, and are capable of, but it's not being given on the other end. Like, they just completely shut you out. Mm-hmm. And it happens. I'm not friends with my second night, So, you know, mm-hmm. it just really just depends on the person that you're dating, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. emotional maturity that you have together.
0: Right, right. Because it's all about growth. So yep, it's all, chapter, about, all about growth. growth. Yeah. New chapters, um, new books. yeah. yes. yes. So, <laughs> talking about growth, how do you think your you grew as a um, individual as a partner from your first relationship relationship to your second one?
1: Wow, that's a deep one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think from the first relationship to the second, yeah, that's that that's I can honestly say 2020. 2019 years of growth for me and I'm going to continue to grow but those that kind of growth is going to be um just at that time of my life it was like a grand thing like this is something that I'll take forever you know my first relationship I was immature um you know we were kids we Can't communicate like normal adults Um, we would just yell at each other and it was and then not that that didn't happen in a second uh, Mm -hmm. but when you kind of do a compare and contrast with your first and second you see uh, a specific quality that's repetitive Mm -hmm. in your behavior and you Mm -hmm. kind of start to try to figure out why that's happening Um, if you really want to dissect it and why things are not working out in specific areas it's a pattern you'll see it it's the same fight you feel like you're hearing the same things Mm -hmm. you know from the other person from the first person and then you start to kind of put two and two together like okay maybe it's not them it's me and this is something I need to fix and I can't Mm -hmm. look for somebody else to fix um and that that comes with you know dating like like seeing and uh, admitting that you can make a mistake admitting that Mm -hmm. you can make a mistake more than once so if you were this way in the previous relationship and you're this way again in the second recognizing that and being able to change that about yourself that's the growing part
0: because mm-hmm. you're
1: seeing it's a pattern it's a behavior that's obviously you know killing your relationships or creating fights that don't need to be there and that is mm-hmm. when you start to figure out how you're going to change it how you are going to grow out of that specific trait you know mm-hmm. i don't really like the whole um, I am who I am kind of person, you know, that that quote of like, well, that's just how they are. Um, maybe, but maybe nobody ever, you know, actually told them like, Hey, this behavior is not necessarily nice or correct. And the Mm -hmm. second relationship taught me that the first one never really pointed out that behavior. The second one, you know, was, and I, Mm -hmm. I think I was starting to question myself like, Whoa, Holy crap. Oh, but that's that's called growing. It's mm-hmm. called growing. It's like being comfortable with the uncomfortable, like learning these things about yourself, admitting that you have toxic habits. We right. are toxic right. to someone at one point um, yep. and you can be toxic to multiple people. But learning what that toxic trait is and growing out of it, that's that's where it begins, really,
0: for me. Um, <laughs> I love that. I love that you brought that up about like, you know, if you see a pattern. And, like, comparing not even just relationship, friendships, any type of intimate feelings, relationship that you have, um, trying to dissect them, be like, wait, I'm the common thread in these, and, like, let me try to figure out why these didn't work. And since you are the common thread, you kind of have to, like, look deep in and be like, okay, maybe this is why it didn't work out because I said something, I did something. And that's such an amazing opportunity that you had. And I'm so happy for you that you were able to really learn that about yourself and actually do it. Because I feel like I've noticed so much just in school, work, friendships, that people really don't know how to take responsibility for their actions. And it's it's so much easier to blame someone else. But then when you have to, at such a young age, like we're in our 20s and we're, Already here, taking so much responsibility in every aspect of our life, and it's just amazing that we're able to do that. Because I don't know if in high school I would be like, "Yeah, it's totally my. Life. I take hundred percent credit." Like, no, I'd be like, "No, yeah. well, it's definitely his or her fault. Like, they did yeah. this, this and this." So that's why I reacted like this. But as you mm-hmm. grow older, and I feel like it's kind of like when you start experiencing a lot of different things, different relationships, different yeah. work environments, you kind of have to take um, a step backwards and be like okay let me scan everything and see how I could have reacted differently and whatnot
1: yeah yeah it's true it's all about you know perspective and sometimes we're so caught up in our own perspective that we forget Mm -hmm. there's another perspective and we may not be trying to walk in their shoes and seeing how they felt because we're too consumed in our own feelings, which mm-hmm. is completely normal. I mean, who do we think about the most other than like us? You know, right, us. right, hey, right. just think about us. And so we forget that in a relationship, there's more than just us and our feelings. Yep. There's another mm-hmm. person mm-hmm. and it's all about seeing it from their side. Like if that were to happen to me, how would have I reacted given the situation and all this mm-hmm. thing? Um, there's a lot to it. It is. It does start with accountability. And taking responsibility for your actions, but also um, not, you know, completely disregarding the negative actions that were taken on the other side. Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily always have to be a you did this, you did this. It's more like a right. I felt this way when it was done. You know, it right. doesn't mean it was right. with any malicious intention, but I felt this way. And you know, ta da, <laughs> <Not that. laughs> Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Really.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes no, I didn't. definitely. I definitely agree because it is definitely all about accountability. And I think you definitely have to nav- or bring that in with any type of relationship that you have. It can't just be like, oh, and run relationship. I'm like, okay, yeah, I definitely take responsibility for this. But the next one, you're like, no, it's not my fault at all. Yeah. But also what I've learned is not to overcompensate the responsibility. Like if something does yeah. go wrong and you know that you didn't cause that, you shouldn't be apologizing for it. Oh, yeah, no. Fault. And I have yeah. a really bad habit of doing that because I'm like, it's so much easier like to keep the peace and whatnot. And then I just think about it two days later. I was like, that's not even like, I have no responsibility in that. Like for sure, it was the yeah. other person, but it's so much easier to just say sorry sometimes. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, you're right. You are so absolutely right. And I've, you know, looking back at our relationships with people, friendships or anything, you're, you start to kind of realize like, hold on just a second, yes. <laughs> like, like you said, you know, sometimes it is easier. And I guess that just is now um, where you take, you know, best judgment, like, mm-hmm. do I a fight? Is this worth yeah. it, you know, like yeah. your battles kind of thing. Then that's just, you know, tied to just the person itself and how they feel really at the moment. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. there are times where I'm like, ugh, God, it's not worth the fight. Like, right. you want. Know, I was wrong here you go, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. but you know, it's, it shouldn't be like that all the time. You should definitely yeah. know when to put your foot down because they have crossed the line or you are preventing yep. them from crossing that line.
0: And vice yep. versa, you know? Yep, you hit yeah. it right on the spot, dude. <laughs> right on the spot. <laughs> so one of my last questions, what do you think was the biggest challenge you overcame in your relationships? Were there oh, specific that you did that you're uh, like? <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. That's a
1: really specific question. Yeah, it is. <laughs> biggest challenges? Uh, I, I honestly would have to say it was um more challenging as far as um. I guess trying to understand why things are happening, you know, I think that is really challenging for 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 me. Is s- these fights happen and you're like, oh my god, why is this repeating? And then you're trying. I guess that's more of a a, a self like realization. Like mm-hmm. I'm thinking, like, the biggest challenge for myself is myself in the relationship because, you know, I don't think I was the first. I don't think for both of them I was ready for the way it moved. Um, the first mm-hmm. one extremely young thought we were like in love or whatever just right, like oh, we right. high school couple movies right on yeah. the tv <laughs> um and, and we were you know but i think we were young and so the challenge there was that there was no growth and i think i knew i wasn't ready for some of the decisions that we were making together as kids um and he felt the same obviously and then the second one um it was <laughs> <laughs> um you know I think that one is a lot of uh yeah so that 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 one I knew I wasn't ready to get in mm-hmm. it um I can still remember how I felt when you know he asked me to be his girlfriend I think in my mind that was that my first uh, reaction was like oh crap you know Ooh, uh, yeah. but you know I was I kept composed because I did like him I liked the guy mm-hmm. I like spending time with him, um, and there was a lot of time at that time to be spent together, because <laughs> you know, of it. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, that the first thing that I was thinking was like, oh my god, like what the heck? But I was like, yeah, like, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and, and he, I struggled. I struggled in the relationship because I still had this side of me that wasn't ready. That was constantly um, just like focusing on other things. Uh, I don't know, trying to get some kind of validation from Mm -hmm. everyone but him Mm -hmm. or giving my energy into the wrong areas of my life Mm -hmm. um and so I think I still should have given myself a little bit of time to kind of grow from the last one before jumping into the next one especially when Mm -hmm. you have that deep feeling like Mm -hmm. I said I like I liked him I fell in love with him too you know so it was just following my feeling of love that's where you put on those glasses because you just follow it um yep. even though yeah. there's this other part of it's like hold on like you still got growing to do yeah.
0: <laughs> so but you grow in
1: the relationship in a different way I think in the, the relationship just expedited some of the growth that I needed to do on my own mm-hmm. um they always say what is that thing like you have like your three loves right your first one is typically a young one a lo- young couple um, young relationship and mm-hmm. you kind of break up because you don't you know, match up anymore, right. um, you're growing, right. and the second one is, like, where you really learn about who you are, and it's kind of toxic, it's a lot of drama, it's a lot of on and off, and heartbreaks, mm-hmm. and great, it's like an it's like trauma love, like, you're up and down all the time, right, um, right. and the third one, which we have yet to find, <laughs> hopefully <laughs> only third one, um, that's supposed to be, like, a, a peaceful one, um, the mm-hmm. nice one, the calm, and it's, it's the like the love um that's what i've heard i don't know if it's true i am just a romantic person i love love (laughs) you know
0: Uh, um i have another last question do you believe in soulmates
1: yes actually i do believe in soulmates i don't believe in love at first sight but i believe in soulmates Mm -hmm. and i think soulmates doesn't um, just strictly tie to romance or romantic partners I mm-hmm. think soulmates could be friendships I actually I really agree. like this question because interestingly enough I found a soulmate who I thought was supposed to be a, this kind of soulmate but actually they were this kind of soulmate so what I, I thought was gonna be a romantic start of like a soulmate search we mm-hmm. it was like a friendship um, oh, yay. I think it's I'm like you just now. both know yeah you just both know um, there's this kind of connection where it, you can just talk for days like I could pick yeah. up the phone just to say hi and we'd be on the phone for like five hours and it's I like oh, you know this this but it's like a friendship soulmate you yeah. um, share everything I guess the way you would with your best friend who is also mm-hmm. another kind of soulmate oh, you
0: goodness. know like
1: your best friend is someone that you share similar interests with similar you know ideas um so soulmates i think yeah i think they exist i think it's the kind of person that you can sit with and talk for hours without even trying to talk for hours
0: that's my idea of soulmate <laughs> i love that i love that yeah i definitely agree like i don't think it's tied to the romantic relationships. definitely friendships and there's so much navigating through that and we're Barely like in the beginning of our twenties, and we have
1: a lot. lot Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. (laughs) But and that's the thing is that we're young, and not that that you know negates the fact that like we aren't allowed to experience any relationship or whatever. But it's just Mm -hmm. we're young. We have so much more time to experience so much more things. And one of the things that I had to realize was some people don't even find the love of their life till they're like forty. Yeah. You know, it's a different kind of soulmate. I think your mm-hmm. love of the life is that person that you spend forever with. Yeah. And your soulmate could be temporary, yeah. um, but it doesn't mean you're not soulmates. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, I uh, I definitely think that we are at the age of exploring yeah. lots of <laughs> fun relationships, heartbreaks, pain, yeah. dating yeah. right to yeah. their bumble, unfortunately, yeah. in this COVID <laughs> Loving yep. world or whatever.
0: Yeah, hopefully we can all like experience anything and everything by the end of the year. Hopefully the country is COVID free by then. I want you to vaccines if you can. So we can we can all like go out and shit. So
1: right, find their soulmate at the club in the yeah, dance floor. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> That's better. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Well. That's all I have for today. Thank <laughs> you again, Raya, for educating yeah. me and everyone here on relationships, on about growth, accountability, <laughs> how to navigate it. Because I feel like coming out of this, I have a much clearer vision of what I really want in life. Yeah, and that's, in that's relationships. something you learn in the
1: relationship. You yep. find visions. Yep. You know, I have. this means, this by no means, I'm an expert. Obviously, I have through failed relationships. <laughs> um, but these are epiphanies, one of the yeah. things that you learn yeah.
0: from relationships yeah. and heartbreaks. Yeah. So I agree. thanks for
1: having me, Amy. This was really fun. <laughs>